They said it couldn't be done. They said it would never last. They, they said it would it would never come to pass. They don't know our true power. From the ashes we rise like Chilean miners. TM 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 Welcome back, everyone. What is this? Two episodes in a month? What? Well, wonders never cease. It is your absolute favorite consistent professional podcast. Absolutely consistent. <laughs> you know, like clockwork. Like clockwork, we are every Old six months. Faithful and then every podcasts, two weeks, they call us. We're right twice a day. We are the broken clock of podcasts. <laughs> He's Aaron. She's Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married to, to the, the idea. idea. Welcome back, everyone. It's so good to talk to you all yet again within the exact same month of the year. Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. We're back with a list of movies we saw this past year. <laughs> uh, what better way to start off 2023 than with a than list refusing of... refusing to leave 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not talking about the movies that are coming out in 2023. Absolutely not. That's not what we do here. No, no. We see if, only... <laughs> See if we can't get back our, our typical person for that. Yeah. Yeah, we can't talk about future movies without friend of the podcast, Rich. Yeah. So until that time, we are instead going to talk about the movies that we did see this year. What was worthy enough of our two hours of our lives to see for some reason besides everything everywhere all at once. And we are sorry about that. And to make sure you know that we are truly penitent. We're going to start off our episode with all the movies that came out this year that we did want to see and yet did not. To just give you real perspective when we give you a list of things we actually did watch this year. Who needs? Who else needs a tall, gla cold glass of perspective? Perspective. So, uh, taking on the roles of sirs not appearing in this podcast. <laughs> uh, the first, so far, at least. <laughs> Uh, the first on our list is uh, Avatar 2, The Way of Water. And we are sorry about that. If there's one thing you know about us, it's that we love us some blue cat aliens. Some, some James Cameron uh, uh, fanboys up in here. Uh, yeah, straight up. And we're, we, are, we are sorry, JC. We'll, we'll get, get you next time on the, on the third one. But no, we have not and will not be seeing Avatar 2. Uh, At least not in theaters. Not I, <laughs> I have no desire to watch James Cameron jerk himself off uh, yet again and say, Oh, look at me. Me. James Cameron does what James Cameron does because James Cameron can do it. You can tell by our podcast that we hate success in all its formats and actively strive against it it's in all manner. It's not just success. It's the arrogance <laughs> behind his success. He's an arrogant man, and arrogant men usually make art, and that's the way of the world sometimes. Or yeah. how about art that people see? <laughs> I like Martin Scorsese, but him and James Cameron, it's just like... Guys, you need to get your head out of your asses. Like, I understand you may not like the Marvel movies or the success that comic book movies are having right now, but other movies are still successful to a degree. Well, with that being said, we also did not see Black Adam, though Aaron does have interest in seeing that one. Yeah, I, I do want to see it. I do like The Rock enough to see it. I've heard it's not amazing, but... I mean, by its standards, I'm sure by it's DC fine. By DC standards. By DC standards, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, we also did not see the Batman, and I think that is the I, biggest yeah, that, tragedy that is of actually the year. A, that and another movie, which we we're actually like planning on seeing, so we're not even going to mention it in this list. Um, but like, th I think the two biggest sins on our moving watching list this year are everything, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, and the Batman. Now, even though it's three hours long. 
It's still, I'm too big of a Batman fan to have not Nile, watched this movie. And yeah. that is unfortunate. I, we did not hear the best things about it. That, that wasn't a bad movie, but we didn't hear that it was a good follow-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before you get on us that our list of movies we did see was only children's movies, we did not see Lightyear or Strange World. I, w- with some uh, prote- protesting from yours truly, because I do actually want to watch Lightyear. Uh, we also didn't see Disenchanted, which I absolutely wanted to see because I love the concept that if you wish for your life to be more like a fairy tale and you are a stepmother, guess what? You get an evil. <laughs> I I do want to watch it, but I don't think it's gonna be good, and it makes me really sad because I love Amy Adams. I think I'm gonna I'm going to enjoy the hell out of Amy Adams just eating so much ham because uh, that's you, what you, I would like, aspire. Mm, mm, the scenery is so good. Yes, that's exactly what I am saying. <laughs> um. We also uh, did not get to follow up with Enola Holmes 2 because only I have seen Enola Holmes 1. Even though I actually got something special for Elizabeth that I was hoping to talk about on the podcast, that she got this cool thing for Enola Holmes. Would you like to watch Enola Holmes this year? Uh, yeah, we're going to watch both of them. Very good. And it's going to be an episode. Uh, we also... Put that in your uh, pipe and smoke <laughs> it. No, uh, put, go ahead and put a pin in that. That one is coming back. As far as sequels go, we also didn't watch Clerks 3. I am sad. I have actually never seen Clark's one, so I do want to watch all three of them. And again, we might get rich because I know he's also a Kevin Smith fanboy as well. Mm-hmm. I, I am as big of a Kevin Smith fanboy as you can be with, with also realizing that Kevin Smith is not the best director in the world. Fair enough. Uh, another really sad tragedy. We didn't watch Bullet Train, and I, I wanted want to. to. I really, really want to watch that movie. <laughs> uh, Uncharted. I still, I didn't hear the best things, but I did really like the first game, and I do want to play the second one. Um, I just haven't started it. I've got it on my PlayStation. I just still have not started it. Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn. I actually started uh, playing that recently. It was really good. I need to actually complete it so I can play the second game. I also need to play God of War so I can actually start playing the second game, which I've heard is an amazing game. I've heard both of them are amazing games. I just need to play them. (laughs) Uh. As far as um, movies that I really wanted to see this year, I had been really interested in watching 3,000 Years of Longing and Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Um, hopefully I'll get to try them out in the new year. I know that there were some specific movies that Aaron wanted to watch, too, that he didn't get a chance to as well. Yeah, um, well, there, we definitely wanted to watch The Menu. I think we both liked the premise of it. and um, As much as you can tell. So yeah, we did want to watch the menu. Um, Window and Wild is that stop motion pitch or uh, uh, movie from uh, Henry Selleck. Mm-hmm. So I and I've heard some good things about it. Um, Marry me. I want to watch it because I know it's going to be trash. Out of anger, you want to watch it? Uh, yeah, out of spite. I want to watch enjo- it. I want to watch it for enjoyment purposes. <laughs> I I read the web comic it was be- based on, and it's an enjoyable web comic, but. Oh, but then um, uh, Studio 666, the um, Foo Fighters movie, I also need to watch it in, in remembrance of Taylor. Mm. I forget his last name. Um, and then uh, Nope. I did want to watch Nope because I did really like it out. Um, I didn't. I never watched Us, and I'm not as interested in watching Us as I am watching Nope. But uh, I think that – oh, we didn't end up watching Spirited um, or the Weird Al movie. In, and I'm actually trying to rectify that because you can only watch it through Roku. We've borrowed four Roku sticks to make this happen. We're just going to run it simultaneously on all the devices in our <laughs> house. We're sorry, Weird Al. Please take our views. And then, of course, uh, The Adam Project, I heard, was actually pretty good. So. But all of those are in the past. 
And we may still end up watching those and just be late to the game as always, uh, particularly with everything everywhere all at once, which is going to be the standard for every movie that we did decide to watch this year. And unlike the Academies, we watched many streaming movies as well. So both streaming and theater releases are counting towards our total movie intake. Yeah, we're not the Academy. We are the the Heinzes. And remember... Just because we watched it doesn't mean it was good. In fact, some of these are downright atrocious. Atrocious? Atrocimuses. Atrocimuses, even. <laughs> even. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I, we went through the list together. I'm honestly racking my brain. I'm like, what What movies were atrocities? So. There, are, there are at least two movies on this list that are straight garbage. And I am really upset with myself looking back at my year in that context. Especially because there was movies that we didn't watch. But it wasn't I that think we it's didn't that. watch. If yeah. I could have not watched that and watched one of the ones I didn't get to watch this year, I think that is what it is. The, the lost innocence of my, <laughs> of my brain. But here we go. Our 2022 list of movies that we did bother to sit down and watch. Uh, let's start with the movie that I was most interested in watching, knowing nothing about it. Besides the fact that animators I knew had worked on it, The Sea Beast on Netflix. Oh, yeah. This was one of the, the kind of the um, more dark horse movies for me because I, I think I had heard of it or you had told me about it at one point and it kind of slipped my brain and then it came back into the fold and it was really good. I, I thought this was uh, very enjoyable. I liked the story. I liked the characters. I It felt a little predictable at the beginning, but it moved into a more understanding and relaxed kind of area and, and quite honestly i liked how it ended i thought it was a well done movie yeah i really enjoy uh not uh sorry there's so many dragon movies in my brain right now uh i really enjoy how to train your dragon uh and it's no coincidence that the sea beast has many signifiers with that but instead of existing in a pre-industrial world this supposes an industrial world think of your whaling ships that existed a couple hundred years ago moby dick style times but not whalers on the moon not right? whalers they they do carry harpoons oh yes um epic epic monster fights mm -hmm. uh if you at almost kite almost a kaiju movie it's not but almost almost uh we definitely recommend it uh, and again, just because the Academy's not going to care about movies released on streaming, you should check it out. It was an enjoyable a watch. Animated movies, they do. That's true. Because Klaus was nominated. Klaus is a Netflix original. That's so. true. Um, another animated movie uh, from this one from the end of the year. CBS was from the beginning of the year. This one from the end of the year. The movie that I have been most excited for coming out because it was based on one of my favorite books as a child. And ever since I saw which company was creating it, I have been even more excited. Uh, it is My Father's Dragon. And I I actually enjoyed this movie. I have never read the original book, but I know, and I think if we had been able to, I think we would have probably watched and recorded on this, because I definitely, I know you had some thoughts on this, but I do like the movie overall. I think you had some different opinions? I think the movie's fine. The okay. animation is beautiful. Um, yeah. The story is compelling. Um Unfortunately, it is not a very good adaptation. I believe that there is some material in it that exists in the other book that I didn't know there was a sequel to My Father's Dragon, but I've just ordered it oh. to read. So hopefully I'll get to come with perspective on that, and maybe we will do a future episode. Um, but My Father's Dragon was uh, really essential to me as a childhood. It comes from that vein of storybooks where it's not even moral 
storytelling so much. Like, there's a moral that we need to teach. It's more yeah. so this kid, by his wits and ingenuity, is going to figure his way through a series of scrapes. It's Roald Dahl-esque storytelling is more the vibe. Like, my two, two, two of my favorite books from when I was a kid, Arcadians and um, Phantom Tollbooth. Exactly. Like, Phantom Tollbooth has some morals, but it's kind of just basically on Milo's wits. Yeah, and I'm learning more and more that just because something's a bad adaptation doesn't mean it's a bad film, but it definitely doesn't replace the original in any capacity. Yeah, it's not um, Artemis Fowl. It is not Artemis Fowl. Which is a terrible movie and a terrible adaptation. Correct. In every terrible across the board. All across Makes the board. Makes me look at fucking Kenneth Branagh in a different light. It truly does. Because looking at his other movies, I'm like, hmm, are they as good as I remember? Thor is kind of maybe like the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to go on to the rest of the animated movies we watched this year because we do love us some good animated movies. Uh, the Bad Guys, which we knew we wanted to watch yep. and did not disappoint in any capacity. The Bad Guys, I think, honestly, should be in a contender for top animated movie of the year, maybe even Oscar worthy. Um, I don't think it's going to win the Oscar, mm -hmm. but it should at least be nominated because it was well done, well animated. I like the story overall. It had some nice twists and turns. Um, I could tell a couple of the regular twists, but there was a couple of ones that surprised me. And I didn't realize that it, too, was based on a book. And even though the writer of the book was like consulted, heavily you know, brought in and was like, hey, we want to do this with the story. Is that OK? And he was like, yeah, I actually really like that idea. Like, I like it when a movie it brings in the original creator and the original creator likes the idea so much mm -hmm. uh, because like scott pilgrim i i know this is kind of weird reference but scott pilgrim the, the the guy who created it actually changed the ending of the books because of how the movie did mm -hmm. now again that does run the opposite way like when aaron colfer comes in to look at the artist movie and says it's great great job guys i am willfully <laughs> saying that that didn't happen <laughs> very good i am i am i'm blissfully being ignorant if if shit is bliss i'm feeling pretty blissfully right now <laughs> and the good news is that it continues the vein of klaus and spider-verse with its 2d 3d approach kind to of, animation um, hybrid which is as it should have been 20 years ago and then shrek came and kind of ruined everything <sighs> i mean it wasn't just shrek i mean toy story 2 it wasn't story just it wasn't just shrek too. but was, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of movies that did it wasn't just shrek um but yes i do really like that movie However, I don't think it's going to win the Oscar. I think the next one's going to win the Oscar. Oh, really? Because the next one on my list is Minions Rise of Gru. You sure about that one? No, Home I'm Slice? not. No, because that's not what the movie I was thinking you were going to go see next. <laughs> I forgot that we watched that. <laughs> we, how do we, how? Because we don't. We actively hate. And yet your mother, my mother. loves the Minions. My mother loves adores them. the Minions. She, she shares, she would share those memes with the Minions mm -hmm. on there because the Minions are on her, not because what the memes are saying No, she loves Minions. But. And so we have seen every single Despicable Me sequel, even though besides the first one, none of them are good. And it I would say out of all five Minions slash grew or despicable me movies i would actually have would have said that that or would say that this is either number two or number three out of all of them at the very least i enjoyed the last one because of this whole underground villain con which was fun and had some interesting side gags and sandra bullock is enjoyable but this one but, i could count the, on one hand how many times i laughed <laughs> we did, yeah, and we did one of that. those was during a gag 
during the credits, which was just a drawn image of them trick-or-treating at Halloween, and it was adorable, and I giggled, and I'm like, and that's the third laugh of yeah. the entire movie, we, everyone. We, we, did do, we did do that. I, I remember liking this story a little bit more than the, the first story, but I think that's because they literally realized that, oh, Gru was a big part of it. It wasn't just the Minions. So. Yeah, and I, I appreciate them for that. It doesn't make it a good movie. And again, the fact no, that I watched Rise of Gru over everything, everywhere, all at once is We a didn't shame. watch it over. We, we did. didn't choose. We actively chose this path, Aaron. <laughs> there okay, are no so coincidences. No. Now, Minions might be nominated for the Oscar because the, uh, they're dumb. But I think the next movie, he's just questioning. The Chip and Chill movie? Oh, my God. Now, okay. Wait, <laughs> now. Maybe. Wait, now, maybe. Wow, But it is, it is hybrid, so that's where it gets a little weird. It, it may be... On, fall under the animation category it may fall under the live action comedy co- category however all of that being said surprisingly good movie it is surprisingly good however i will say that of all the movies on this list this is the one i remember least oh see i remember i, I remember more from this movie than i remember of minions okay maybe it's just because it was it was so bad that i just was i i, I recorded all for posterity but I remember very little now of that movie. I think I remember more like the ca- the character acting, the voice acting, which was very good. But I I honestly struggle to remember specifics about it. I know there was a machine that was body horrific and was terrifying to watch. I I I think you're you because you're looking at what we didn't watch. No, I promise. What we watched. I promise. I totally forgot we watched this movie. It it. <laughs> I, I did enjoy this movie, so whether my counterpart did or didn't, I did actually enjoy this Irrelevant movie. Irrelevant to what I think, you enjoyed it, and that's enough for me. Elephant wear. <laughs> Irregardless. Irregardless. Uh, same goes for our next movie, which is no, not the one that you think, unless Sonic, unless Sonic 2 How many animated movies did we watch? Aaron, Get through it, it's on. most. Sonic 2. <laughs> Oh, hey, okay. I'm... I also remember very little about this movie, except that he turns gold, which apparently is, it's is a whole thing. in the canon. Yes, it is canon. <laughs> uh, I, I, again, this movie was better than it should have been. I put this in the same category um, as uh, Chippendale. Like, it was a good movie. I, 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 I think it was a little Carrey's bit better stuff. than the first one, honestly. I think it was a little bit better. I think it is, too. And we did read the tie-in comic. Yeah, that was cool. Why uh, Dr. Botnick's right-hand guy was running a... Uh, was running a coffee shop which yeah, that, is hysterical honestly, that was the best story out of all of i them. loved it uh so that was and fun. then there's like a random like subplot with like the sister like getting married in that, that which was started. great it just came out of nowhere yeah, and suddenly it's it a totally funny. different movie and idris elba voicing the echidna woefully miscast but i will knuckles t- sorry Did you I can say remember echidna? echidna yeah it, that's that's that's, yeah, that's what echidna. he is yeah but I, you remembered echidna but not knuckles by all the sanctity of <laughs> Tales the Fox's second implied butthole. I will never turn down an Idris Elba performance, and I'm sorry um, that no, I... No, pause. Fucking pause. Pause life. The what? So, 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 so Tales the Fox has, has two tails, right? You can have multiple appendages without having to have the if you, other parts. If you had, you have two arms, right? So you have two armpits. If you had a third arm, would you have a third armpit? That's you don't know that for certain. It's possible. <laughs> you don't know That's for more certain. likely than That's why I said than, implied than two anuses. Cows have four stomachs. Anything is possible. Anything that you set your mind to. <laughs> you can have a third ear but not need a special pair of glasses. Yeah. 
you, you can have a third nipple without having to cover it up. Oh, three three part bras, <laughs> just three cuffs. The, the three breasted uh, hooker from uh, Total Recall. Yes, exactly. Uh, We're getting off topic. Yeah. So Sonic Two. It again. I put it in the same category. Enjoyably fun. Not like the best movie of the the uh, animated movie of the year. Uh, our next one. I, I'm like I keep I'm like oh, it's gotta be the, it's gotta be next it's gotta be next so far it hasn't been turning red okay thank you <laughs> now I know that there's a lot of people who have issues with this movie and some not all of the some gr- is valid some of it is valid um, a lot of the the people that have problems with this movie uh, really need to get their head out of their asses this movie was enjoyable I loved the main characters I loved the relationship between the the character in her family specifically her female relations though her father was a beacon of pure light and goodness um i love this trend of like enjoyable father characters who aren't just dads yes who who are enjoyable characters like um encanto turning red and freaking um luca yeah so i i i honestly think that it's it's gonna get nominated because it's disney Mm -hmm. uh, but i think it's gonna get I have a bad feeling that Strange World is probably going to get nominated, and it's I don't not going. Think so. It's there, not going to be. There it's hasn't not, been as gonna, much talk about it, honestly. I don't think just by buzz alone. I don't think it's going to beat over I, it. There, there have been way too many. Supp- Boss Baby was fucking nominated. I know, man. I know. I but know. But if I had to look at the animated movies on our list that we've watched or didn't watch, I honestly think that. I swear to Christ, if Avatar gets nominated, I will fucking riot. I, I. I will riot. Well, I've saved the last two animated movies because they're the ones I think should be nominated. Uh, the next... Oh, and then, oh, like, Father's Dragon TV should be nominated as oh, well. Oh, I agree. They probably won't, unfortunately, because they're smaller studios or smaller buzz, but... Uh, the Bob's Burgers movie. That should also be nominated. That I was... think it was so enjoyable. I honestly, I think that in this most recent season have been some of the best works, and I could tell that they kind of, like, maybe, like, kind of some of their stories more didn't heartfelt do... more well like but like the previous seasons haven't been as strong but this season this season's been incredible Th- this this christmas episode if it's not the best christmas episode from bob's Burgers, oh, it is it's the second best but only behind the bleakening oh yeah like straight up it was god it was so real and human i know but the movie the movie was really, really enjoyable. It was a fun musical. I, I think it was a really well done, well, well put together, hour and a half long episode of Oz Circus. Is really all it was. Yeah, I completely agree. It was uh, the 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 warfening or not the warfening the the Bob and the Wharf or whatever. Um, the two yes. part. Yeah, it's that. I like it's that, that one too. part two or part three and four or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really all it is. But it's still, I I found it to be very enjoyable. Hmm. Uh. The final movie on our list technically shouldn't count. It came out in December of 2021. Oh. And, and that should not include it within our list. However, it is a movie that deserves to win an Academy Award. And it's Belle. Oh. It came out. Wait, now, did it come out in the States in we 2021? Went, we went and saw it during your Christmas break uh, in oh. December of 2021. Damn it. I don't think it's going to count. And yet. It sh- and yet. It, it should at least get a nod. Mm-hmm. And you know me. Unless I know, it did it get. You know what? I'm going to look this up. Aaron's going to look it up. And while he does, I know that a lot of you are saying, it's just because it's a Beauty and the Beast thing that you like it so much. Oh, God, no. No, the no. The Beauty and the Beast stuff is the weakest part of the movie. It really is. It is not what makes it good. 
it is oh first it's the music um it's just ungodly beautiful japan really gets it with how you need to have good music good singers good reasons for your music they they follow musical structure just as good as disney does um and music isn't just like a non-diegetic thing like it doesn't exist within the world of the the universe of the film it is diegetic she's literally a pop star literally singing so it has even plot purpose plot narrative you and I had a discussion about this recently about diegetic and non-diegetic. You can look it up if you want to. So and you and it feels diegetic. like you had a very specific um, uh, definition, and it feels like it's changed. Diegesis is the sound that exists within the context of the world of the film. So musical numbers are non-diegetic unless it is a song literally being sung in the universe. So when she actually sings in the world of you, that is a diegetic sound. It actually is happening within the world. A score. For a film is non-diegetic. It does not exist within the world of the universe of the film. So what is, I, I guess then, it's, we've already had this discussion. I can't do it again. <laughs> um, so besides the music, the animation is stellar. Uh, the character design is awesome. Yeah, and it's done by the same studio who did um, Summer Wars, Bull yes. Children, Mirai, um, and the same uh, same ones who did the best part of the Digimon movie. The, Correct. They animated the action parts, so. Um but no, the, the good thing about this is that it talks about social media honestly. And it doesn't just demonize it. And it doesn't just positivize it. It literally says, here's this tool that can be used for such harm, but also for such good. And the fact that it has a real world consequence is, for me, the, the best part about this film. I, am, I wouldn't dare ruin it for you all. You absolutely should go see it, even if it doesn't count as a movie from 2022. It's absolutely my favorite anim animated movie that still sticks with me even after a year. So the interesting, I will say, this is the one thing about its connection to the original Beauty and the Beast that really makes me pause and say you should watch it. Um, much like the Disney version of Beauty and the Beast, which received a standing ovation when it was first screened, when Belle was first screened, it received a 14-minute-long standing ovation at the Con Festival. And I'm sorry, guys, if you get a standing O at Con, I, it kind of feels like that should be the movie. But it didn't even get nominated for 2022 Oscars, and that is why you should all go watch it again. The the nominations that I am seeing, actually, I'm it, it hurts because it's not what my list would be. But honestly, these are some pretty solid nominations because it's uh, Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with the Shoes on, Turning Red, Puss in Boots, and Wendell in the Wild. Honestly... Out of all of them, Puss in Boots is the weakest link out of all of them. And I and, and I, I have don't, heard it's good. Yeah, and that's so like in all honesty, that's a pretty solid year. I don't know. I this is a, something that I don't think Disney may have it in the bag to win. Well, technically Disney isn't. I mean, I know they own Pixar, but Turning Red is feels like a Pixar film. It's it is a Pixar film. Yeah, so Disney doesn't have. But any it's it's Disney or Pixar. Game. It's that's. But, Yes, they do. Pixar is still a Disney company. However, it's it's either Disney or Pixar film usually. So and the fact that two Netflix films are being considered. Yeah, not just one but two. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's yes, I uh, that makes me sad that Bell did get snubbed because that's ridiculous. I think I remember that. I think I remember hearing about that. But yeah, that's that's ridiculous. This movie was really good. So. 
Well, now we're on to the live action set that we watched, and it will become as no surprise that it was a lot of superhero nonsense. So let's start with the absolute worst of absolute worst. Uh, it's Morbin time, y'all. We that went and saw Morbius. Movie was terrible, and we should have drunk more while we were watching. We should it. have walked out more. <laughs> I remember watching that and being so confused. It felt like the 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 film was made and it was written out and typed and they were carefully walking it from one room to the next at the studio and then suddenly someone tripped and all the papers went flying and they just said grab what you can and quick get it to the room to start things were missing out of order bad guys out of fucking nowhere adr nonsense to try and work it into the sony verse when how does morbius get worked in when freaking venom gets ghosted out of his own I, universe I think venom is gonna have i think there will be a venom in the mcu it just it's just it's but it won't be a tom hardy venom where they are clearly setting up a jared leto morbius and really guys i don't think they're really? setting i think they're setting up a sony morbius they're not setting up a uh, Jared Leto MCU Morbius. Well, Spider-Man isn't an MCU either. Spider-Man is still a Sony. I know. We'll see on that one. That's that's could go either way at the moment. But um, with my lo wife's lovely analogy um, as a great example of uh, why this movie is terrible, I'm going to give one shorter one, and then we're going to move on. They re-released this movie and didn't even make a tenth of what they did in the original release only like a couple of months after it was originally released. And they re-released it because of the memes that people were they making about it. They thought people would come back and watch it because of the memes. And they were wrong. They earnestly like it, guys. Look, no one would make a meme about a thing they actually like. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, Morbius sucked. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, the, the sleeper hit of the century. You all should get on it. It's The Lost City. That... <laughs> That movie, funnily enough, also starring Channing Tatum, I would say is a lot like uh, 21 Jump Street. No one expected it to be anything anywhere near good, but honestly, I recommend Lost City. For people who enjoy that kind of weirdly trashy movie, it, it's not trashy in a bad way. It's just, it's an it's enjoyable, enjoyable. It's just so enjoyable. Do you like watching Daniel Radcliffe be a villain? Fantastic. Watch this movie. Uh, do you like being surprised? Boy, was I surprised with the turn of this movie because they, it's not even false advertising. They show what's going to happen, but only for like the first 20, 30 minutes. And then suddenly, boom, like, they, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, I, it's so funny and it's so earnest. And Sandra Bullock, I love her so very, very much. Uh, definitely recommend having a drink or two in you when you're watching this because it will unheighten the enjoyment, but it's still a fun, enjoyable movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, better than jungle cruise which did get better with liquor <laughs> in the retelling of it the retelling yeah, when you of start it from one it's easy to go to two and three very quickly <laughs> um uh, i know that it's not the next canonically or chronologically but violent night which i genuinely thought they were just ripping off the parody trailer from the beginning of scrooge <laughs> i genuinely thought that when i watched the, the trailer night, the reindeer died <laughs> i thought that's what they were doing <laughs> And it was, it was very, very violent. Hence the title. You've been an awfully good boy. Yes, you have. Uh, but if you watched our previous episode, you know that Violent Night is a level three, a tier three Christmas movie. Yep. And I think we should David watch Harbour it again next year. David Harbor is a pretty damn cool Santa. I love, I love mythos of Santa when he's like just a badass. Because if you think about when Santa started, 
most of the men were murderers back then. So, yep. like, how do you rectify that? Oh, yeah, he did shit. And, and now he's going to come back to help save this little girl. It's it's Home Alone on 10. It's, it it's, was... <laughs> it's Home Alone, Die Hard, 1 and 2, and that movie from Scrooge rolled in together and slapped David Harbour space on top of it with some uh, John Leguizamo sprinkled on top. Actually, some, some legitimate John Leguizamo acting. Gotta admit. I agree completely. And some characters who one died who I was like, yeah, I'm waiting for this. And another one who I'm like, please fucking kill him. Please die. Please die, 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 burn in hell. Which is the mark of a good horror movie when the characters that you don't like are the ones who die. One of three that I wanted to die. Possibly four that I wanted to die died. Fair enough. Because uh, there's other movies that are not afraid to kill certain characters, and I watched that movie, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it, it, it sucked that they died, but it was funny as fuck that they died. <laughs> um, we have two movies left to talk about, and I say them for the end because because they're Marvel movies. And We're not we... going to go in because we've talked about, I think, one of them at least. So I don't think so. These are two that we have not made a previous episode about. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. We did watch Stranger... Not Stranger Things. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, or Mom. And you can watch our episode on that if you'd like. But Yes, with uh, Friends of the Podcast, Sam and Paige. Uh, but for Love and Thunder... Which I know is controversial, which I know people don't think is as I, good as I Ragnarok, don't get all the hate. But and guys, it's, it's, it's like so apparently good. people are like, oh, Takita Watiti is such a bad director. Why did Marvel even like he's not he's not he's he has a specific he has style. his strengths and you can tell the strengths like the flashback scene of him and Jane just like rollerblading and their relationship is so peak Taika and it was so enjoyable. Any any interactions between the two of them are just really genuine i i honestly i liked it more than other people i don't know if i liked it as much as you did but at the same time like the story is very solid i don't get why people hate it i think there are definitely things that need to be that needed to be improved upon or changed and and there's an uphill battle for me because i walked into this one knowing people told me well jane foster doesn't get to be thor going forward and i and like knowing that made me really sad because I really want that character, that iteration. However, if they were only going to give her one, they gave her a good one. Yeah, they, they did. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I was kind of on the same train, but I would love to have seen her do more, to have more. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm sad that it was only this one. And I'm really most happy because most Marvel movies that I end up liking are the ones where it's not just two people of equal strength duking each other for 15 minutes, so one of them decides to lose. The best ones, which includes the original Doctor Strange, are when the conflict is resolved through some other means, whether that's annoyance, <laughs> or in this, Dormammu, I've come to bargain, or or love. He he adopts the child of his enemy. Do you get it? <laughs> and it's a new character that doesn't exist in the Marvel universe anywhere before, before, before this movie. This movie. And now yeah. she now exists in the Marvel uh, the, the But what comic balls universe. to do that? To just take a swing and say, here's a new character. Completely new. I really like Thor Love and Thunder. Um, and I mean, it's basically setting up Young Avengers. It, We're, it, it we pretty much have almost an entire team of Young Avengers. We got the whole team assembled here. We're just yeah, ready we, to go. We, I mean, if, if they bring back... Um, Spider-Man, you have Spider-Man, you have Hawkeye. Have you watched uh, the She-Hulk series, which we did? You'll know about who's coming up in there then. 
Oh, yeah. Um, but there's... I'm, I'm talking Young Avengers specifically. Yeah, there's someone in the She-Hulk series who's going to oh, be... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I forgot, about, you. I forgot about them. <laughs> um, so you have them. You have... Um, I mean, we're. I think we're going to get the next Ant-Man. We're about Ant -Man. to get there. Yeah, that looks good. Apparently, that's setting up a lot of shit in the next, uh, the next phase of the movies. Uh, you even have... I'm, with the next movie let's, let's get to our final movie that we yeah. watched um the movie that we knew was going to be the most emotionally impactful and yes it might be a shameless corporate cash grab at the death of a really beloved person and yet it was it was fucking moving black panther wakanda forever i i i i have to say this and then we're gonna we're gonna keep we'll just keep talking about the movie apparently um the director ryan coogler his original intent because the first movie was um about the father-son relationship told from the son's perspective it was going to be a father-son relationship told from the father's perspective yep instead we got a, a movie about grief yeah we got a movie about letting go and accepting death as an inevitable part of humanity and life and honestly i don't agree with keeping the actress with what she had said during the pandemic mm -hmm. but she did a really good job and i think that they 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 made the best tasting lemonade that they could out of the situation of losing chadwick boseman um i'm not a hundred percent happy with some of the de decisions that they made um, I feel like they kind of copped out because because of the situation they were put in with a couple of the characters. Um, I would like to have seen different ideologies and stuff brought in. And I'm curious to see how the Wakandans and the the more so the story of Wakanda proceeds after this movie or even after the next you know slate of movies because they they don't have another black panther movie on the slate at the moment and so. they've concretely changed the arc of the mcu based on the events of the finale and again the black panther movies continue to actually talk about like real world things in a way that i've missed since like um the first captain america or one woman dealing with actual physical events that happen in our real world timeline it's, dealing it's with tough. the ideal of colonialism yeah. and every time a black panther co movie comes out the villain is hot and right and they keep they they keep dancing around it eventually they're gonna have to say hot and right and actually the hero is going to change and side but with that's, them that's the thing <laughs> that and, and that's because you kind of pointed this out to me and i didn't really realize it when we watched black panther the first time that the hero does change because of it and i would say both um sure Shuri and um, fucking, I'm gonna get it. No, I'm gonna get it. Mm -hmm. T'Challa, um, both T'Challa and Shuri change after that, and it's not even like, well, I need to grow and be a better hero. No, no, they grow as people, as leaders. Um, and I, so I, and I absolutely see what you're saying, and that's where like I kind of get a little like, this movie is not the best Black Panther movie, but it's not going from thor one to thor two or going from um ragnarok to lord and Th uh, love and thunder but it it is it i found black panther one to be a much more complete movie but that being said i don't blame anyone in the mcu for that because that's a huge blow 
Now, here is something, here's my quote-unquote controversial hot take, um, and I, I'm going to kind of end my section if you have anything else you want to say. <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. Um, there was a lot of aspects about it that I liked. They, they did incorporate other aspects of the MCU that they've been working with, like the television shows and uh, other characters that they've brought into, into the MCU. I did like the incorporation of them. Angela Bassett absolutely deserves best supporting actress for this movie. Mm -hmm. That woman mm -hmm. turned in the goddamn performance of her life, and she won't even be nominated. And I don't even really remember her all that much from the first movie, honestly. I, same! The, the thing about Black Panther Wakanda Forever is that the women are the forefront of the movie. All, all three of them. All three of the main ones. Shuri, uh, the queen, I forgive me, I am forgetting her character name. And, um... But we have our captain of the guard. Uh, we oh, have yeah. Oh, Okoye. Yeah. Oh, Okoye. Oh, oh, God bless it. Oh, she did. Oh, she tried. Oh, she tried. And our, um, and our beautiful, oh, my gosh. The, the other one who goes and starts the spy teaching. Yeah. Who, who opens up a and refugee in Port-au-Prince. Like, uh, it hits me right in my heart. All four of these women. And I, I don't feel like they're being held back by T'Challa or um, Chadwick Boseman. But you or have anything, to but, focus on him if he's you gone, don't you? Focus. And all four of them are incredibly strong-ass characters. Okoe is so strong that other characters who are basically Okoe, just part two, part three, part four, are also incredibly strong. We saw that in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. We see those in this movie. We see them in the fucking commercials. Like... I, I don't know, man. Say what you will about the movie, but Ryan Coogler can write a fucking... Or they, they he can direct a female character, or they can write female characters for Black Panther. Why they can't always in other movies, but, like... Fuck. <laughs> that... Angela Bassett deserves the Best Supporting Actress. Um, I would Oscar. agree. Don't, fight, don't at me, don't fight me. You know I'm right. I that one right. scene alone that you saw a little bit in the trailers, that one scene alone... God Almighty, for your Oscar consideration. I cried four separate times during that, and and one yep. of them was because of her. Yep. 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 So, do you have anything else that you want to say about Black Panther for Wakanda Forever? I would rather say that of the movies that we watched this year, I would say that the majority of them I am glad that I saw. One of them I completely forgot. And only two of them am I actively angry at myself for watching when I could have been watching something else. Uh, but hopefully in 2023, not only will we get to watch new movies, we'll get to go back and watch some of the ones we might have missed. And then maybe those will be showing up in our 2022, uh, 2023 year-end recap. And if you have any movies that you uh, think we should check out in 2023 or ones that we missed from 2022 that we didn't already mention, or if we mentioned, tell us why you think we should watch them. You're going to mention Don't Worry, Darling. I'm really sorry about that. The controversy kind of just sapped all interest of that movie for me, and I yeah, was interested, I, I so like I'm Florence sorry. Pugh. I I actually I really like her as Yelena. I, yeah. I have no interest in watching that either. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, I used to not be that kind of viewer. I used to take things and separate them, but it's really hard. It's the more getting, and more we podcast, it's getting harder and harder to just be like, oh, it's fine that it's slightly racist, or it's fine that this person in real life said these terrible, horrible things. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like with me and Letitia Wright. So. Mm -hmm. um, well, thank you guys so much for sticking with us through 2022, and as we move into 2023, 
Um, we look forward to the bright and shining future. Um, we are uh, looking forward to a couple events that are happening soon, um, one of which we actually did last year that's actually kind of um, part two or year two. Um, we'll give you guys more information maybe in the next episode. And we are about to watch something that should be our next episode, planning on if it's really, really good or really, really shit. Either which way, you know we're going to talk about it. There's actually two things that we're hoping to talk about. So, um, But until then, she's been Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married. married.